0: great to hear so many people are having so many great conversations. <laughs> Fantastic. If you want to just come and take uh, take your seats, that would be amazing. And we're continuing looking at our, our vision um, as King's Church this week. Uh, James briefly mentioned last week that what we're concentrating on over the next year is looking at how we make Jesus famous by being loved lovers, loving others. And one of the things that I'm going to look at today is how the Holy Spirit, how we are empowered. Um, um, Oh, there's a drip. I don't know point over there. (laughs) Um, We we are going to, um, I'm looking at the Holy Spirit. Who empowers and transforms us? Um, and uh, I was really excited um, to actually uh, be given be given this one or claim this one um, because you know what? It's so exciting that we have the Holy Spirit with us. And I was um, a few few weeks ago. I was uh, putting Lucas to bed, and uh, he wanted to read to me um, his his floor. His um, Thor book uh, um, Is Marvel Thor an origin story. Um, and the beginning pages of this story really spoke to me. Um, so I 'm going to read the first few pages. Um, so I feel a little bit like a primary school teacher. Are we all sitting comfortably? Okay, so the first words um, of the story: What would it be like to live among legends, to be something more than humans? To hold great power in your hands and know how to use it. To be feared, to be mighty. Some are born with these qualities. And some spend their lives working to attain them. This is a story about someone who was born into royalty but needed to earn his honour. This is a story about a hero named Thor. I feel like there needs to be a dun-dun-dun, you know, cue Hollywood music and all the rest of it. Um, You know, but as Lucas was sat there reading this to me, God spoke to me, um, and he's spoken to me um, through these these questions, these rhetorical questions, and I'm going to use these rhetorical questions um, as the basis of what I'm going to chat to us about this morning. So the first two questions... Posed were what would it like? What would it be like to live among legends? To be something more than humans? And you know, we have been called to be those who stand out, those who are fam- famously known because of Jesus working in us and through us. So, what would it be like to live among legends? What would it be like to live among us? Yeah. John 14:12 gives us a little hint as to what that should look like. And it says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever, whoever, not the leader, not the big preacher, not the big evangelist, the prophetic ministry, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. We will do greater things than Jesus. And I know it's a really famous, popular kind of verse that we've heard... If, we, if we've kind of been brought up in the church, if we've been in church quite a while... If we're Christians, that we are familiar with. But sometimes we become a little bit flippant when we hear verses like this. We don't really consider the true meaning of a... I'm going to do greater things than Jesus... That blows my mind, because when I look and see some of the things that Jesus did, I kind of sit there thinking, um, greater things than what Jesus did? But we are called to be more than humans. We are called to be supernatural beings who bring heaven to earth. Those who, like Jesus, bring light to the darkness. And John 8-12 in the Passion Translation says... Then Jesus said, I am light to the world and those who embrace me will experience a life-giving light. And they will never, never walk in darkness. And that is us. We are life-giving light bringers. You know, we're not those who hide our light under a bucket and we, we kind of stay away from everyone. But we shine because we know we have the answer to this world's hurt, to this world's brokenness. And that answer is Jesus. We know that we are loved by a God who calls us his own. You know, we've heard about this over the last few weeks. How God, how Jesus loves us. That he calls us his own. And it's an unconditional love. You know, that he has sent us as co heirs of his kingdom to bring truth and life to this world. Not so we can hoard it for ourselves, but so we can take it and we can be light bringers to this world. So what would it be like to live among legends? To live among those who make Jesus famous by being loved lovers loving others. Just take a look around the people sat behind you sat next to you, sat in front of you because we are all legends we are legends in the Holy Spirit, we are legends in the gospel, we make a difference where we are if we are life giving light bringers, we need to be those who are not afraid to stand out We we need to be those that are not afraid to stand up and make Jesus famous we need to be those who take that step of faith um, you know, when when we're prompted by the Holy Spirit to pray for our colleague at work if they're going through a tough time and that can be really hard you know, you could be sat there and they're telling you about I don't know, maybe their parents are really ill or they're going through a really tough time uh, with family issues and you're just sat there thinking not really listening to what they're saying because you're having an argument with God because he's telling you, you need to pray for them you need to pray for them, no, 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 no. it's not the right time but deep in your heart, because that Holy Spirit is right in there saying, pray, pray, pray. And he's taking that step of faith and saying, i can pray for you if that's okay. And the majority of people will say, great. <laughs> um, and this it's being, it's being th- that kind of person. You know, we need to be those who share the gospel. We need to be those who proclaim it, not just show it. We need to be those who love those who others neglect We need to be those who build bridges between communities, bringing God's peace and joy. We need to be those who stand out because of Jesus. You know, but we don't do this in our own power or ability, or at least we don't have to. And some of us sometimes might do it in our own power and ability, but we don't have to. So the next question that is kind of posed in in the Thor statement is to hold great power in your hands. Know how to use it. And John 1 29 to 34, in the Passion Translation again, says this. The very next day, John saw Jesus coming to him to be baptized. And John cried out, Look, there he is, God's Lamb. He will take away the sins of the world. I told you that a mighty one would come who is far greater than I am because he existed long before I was born. My baptism was for the preparation of his appearing to Israel, even though I've yet to experience him. Then, as John baptized Jesus, he spoke these words I see the Spirit of God appear like a dove, descending from the heavenly realm and landing upon him. And it rested upon him from that moment forward. And even though I've yet to experience him, When I was commissioned to baptise with water, God spoke these words to me. One day you will see the Spirit descend and remain upon a man. He will be the one I have sent to baptise with the Holy Spirit. And if I have seen with discernment, I can tell you for sure that this man is the Son of God. The Holy Spirit rested on Jesus. The Holy Spirit came and was with Jesus. The Holy Spirit came and descended on the Saviour of the world, the Son of the Most High King, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. And Jesus welcomed the Holy Spirit because he he knew that it was a precious gift from his Father. He didn't just hold it in his hand and kind of say, oh, that's nice, doesn't that look pretty? Look at this really nice wrapped-up gift. You know, I'm just going to leave it there and I'm going to walk away. Oh, but I know it's there and it looks lovely and I know that everything inside it would be a really lovely gift. No, he opened it and he had full access to it and he used it because he knew. He knew the power that God had given him through the fact that the Holy Spirit had come to rest on him. You know, after Jesus was baptized by John and the Holy Spirit remained on him, he walked off down on the beach and he envisioned a bunch of fishermen by speaking the truth um, of the gospel. And what was their response? They dropped everything that they knew, everything that was familiar, all security, absolutely everything. They said, Right Lord, I'm following you. That was their immediate response. At a wedding, a party he didn't turn off turn off the power of the Holy Spirit then because you know he didn 't separate his his social life with his church life he walked in the Holy Spirit he he acted in the Holy Spirit and even in a wedding, he tuned into the Holy Spirit and after some persuasion from his mother, he turned water into wine he met the need where he was at okay he met that need. He moved an authority and a power when the temple of his father was being defiled. He stood up for righteousness, purity and holiness. He brought a word of knowledge to a Samaritan woman. He brought the wisdom and truth of God to her life in such a manner that she ran off to her village and told everybody about this must be the man of God and loads of people that day became saved and followed him. And that's just the first four chapters after the Holy Spirit comes and rests on him. You know, but some of you may be thinking, that's Jesus, though. You're talking about Jesus there. He's the Son of God. He can do anything. Nothing is impossible for him. But remember what I said in John 14, verse 12. Very truly, I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And if you still don't believe me, let's have a look at Acts 1, Acts 2, sorry, uh, verse 1 through to 4. When the day Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Now, I'll just paraphrase it. So, after that, we know that they're all speaking in other tongues. Okay, it says in um, Acts 5 through to 13, they're all speaking in other tongues. Um, and the people um, outside are kind of like, that's my language. They they're not from They're not from where I come from. They're speaking in my language. How can that be? What does this mean, some of them are saying. And that, in that moment, it gave... Um, it, gave, it gave an opportunity for God's word to come. The Holy Spirit came in power and fell upon the disciples. It caused such a, a ruckus, a noise, that the people around noticed and people questioned. People wanted to find out what was going on. And it created this opening for Peter to step up and speak the truth, to share the gospel. And about and we're all we're all familiar with it. About three thousand were added to the church that day. Three thousand. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the Holy Spirit coming down in this room right now, and that it, we have such a, an impartation from the Holy Spirit that the football teams and all the people that are coming through here, um, you know, every week, that so they start thinking, "What's going on in there?" And Jesus meets them. 3,000 added in one day. And God has told us we can do greater things than him, which is what Peter and the disciples saw. This is us. This is our heritage. This is who we are. This is what should be happening. And when we read things like this, we should be getting excited and saying, Come on, God, let it be again. We want to see this in our time. We want to see this in within Shore. We want to see this across Manchester in High Blakely. We want to see this in Longside. We want to see this in Central. We want to see this in the ends of the earth because we want to see your kingdom come. You know, the, the, the Holy Spirit enabled Peter to stand in confidence and preach the good news. The power of the Holy Spirit enabled Peter to stand in boldness and heal a lame beggar. It enabled the disciples to live a life full of joy. A life where they fixed their eyes wholly on Jesus and nothing less mattered. And you know, let's think about it for us. Through the Holy Spirit... We are empowered to envision a bunch of strangers by speaking the truth of the gospel to them, just like Jesus. At a wedding or a work party, we can see the need and using the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we can meet that need and see a miracle occur, just like Jesus. We can move in authority and power when we see unrighteousness, when we see injustice and impurity, just like Jesus. We can bring a word of knowledge, bring the wisdom and truth of God to people's lives, which cause them to believe that Jesus truly is the Son of God, just like Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit empowers us to be just like Jesus. To be those who don't just know that the Holy Spirit is with us to empower us, but those who access and tap into the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. And this is how we will make Jesus famous. This is how we will show that we are loved by God, that we are lovers of God and that we love others. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to be everything that God has called us to be. Um, so the next question was to be feared, to be mighty. I love this one. <laughs> and I think we kind of, part of us is like, what do you mean to be feared? We don't, want, we don't want people to fear us. No, we don't want people to fear us, but we certainly want the enemy to fear us. So we have been given all power and all authority through Jesus. I'm going to get you to say that because I think it's a powerful statement. So we have been given all power and all authority through Jesus. So let's say that all together. We have been given all power and all authority through Jesus. And because of that, we are a force to be reckoned with. Because the enemy looks at us and he will do everything, everything in his power to stop us from being everything that God has called us to be, He will try really hard to convince us, you know, oh, Holy Spirit, you know, He's really all that powerful. He can't really help you out with that matter. I don't know what you, what you expect Him to do with, with that situation. He's not going to help you. He's not going to help you do that. No, just ask, oh, no point. No, but why? Why does the enemy, why is the enemy constantly sowing these lies into our hearts, into our minds? Why is he trying to stop us from getting full access to the Holy Spirit? Because he knows how much power we really have access to. He understands the power of the Holy Spirit because he saw what happened to Jesus when he rose again. He's felt the humiliation of losing the greatest battle in history. Even death couldn't hold Jesus down. And the enemy will do everything that he can to stop us from really, truly understanding that that same power is in us. Um, I've been reading a book, um, a few of the other ladies in church have been reading the book as well, called um, Girls with Swords. Um, and it's about an author. Um, called Lisa Bevere, and she says, Satan has made it his aim to distract you from who you really are and what the purpose of your life truly is. He knows your potential and is systematically trying to undermine your future. The attacks on your life have much more to do with who you might be in the future than who you have been in the past. You are alive with purpose. No one launches a large-scale systematic assault against something that's not considered a threat. You are a beloved royal son and daughter of the Most High God. The enemy's approach may look different with each of us, But he will do all that is within his power to hinder or bend your growth to his purposes and distract you from your heavenly destiny. You know, we sang it earlier um, in the song that when you walk into the room, there's a line in there that says, darkness starts to tremble. Darkness starts to tremble. You know, the enemy looks at us and he is afraid. Or oh, we should be. He knows that we are children of the Most High King. How much do we understand that when we walk into the room, darkness trembles? When we walk into circumstances within our office, darkness trembles. How much do we know when we stood at the school gates, when we're talking to, to our friends... Darkness trembles, you know, because we are God's weapons of light in a world of darkness. And Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Through Jesus and the Holy Spirit living in us, we have everything that we need to take on anything that comes against us. And I know there are plenty, even just within this community, there are plenty of testimonies that we can say, Do you know what? I know that God was with me. I know that the Holy Spirit enabled me to stand up against that fight. Another Sorry. <laughs> um, to enable me to stand up against that fight. The enemy was coming, but I stood because I know that God is for me. I know that God is with me. I know that God loves me and he has enabled me and given me all power and all authority to be everything that he has called me to be. We didn't turn away and say, ah, I'm off. Because we know that God has given us He's given us the strength that we need. He's given us the tools that we need. He's given us an armour. He's given us a sword to fight with. And fight we will. Fight we will. We have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to take up our sword of truth and fight. We have been empowered and transformed by by the Holy Spirit to leave normal behind. And live lives that are extraordinary for God. And the enemy is working so hard to, d- d- to distract us in order to stop us giving birth to God's plans for our lives. But the Holy Spirit empowers us to understand that, just like the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, we need to know and believe the weight of our moment in history. We matter. <laughs> You matter. You make a difference. And the enemy knows this. And he is trying everything within his power to stop you. To stop it. He looks at you. Because through the Holy Spirit, you are mighty. He looks at you. Because through the Holy Spirit... You are mighty and he is afraid. Use your weapon well. Use the Holy Spirit well. Use the power that raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit that lives in you to fight the good fight. Not to live a life of fleeing, of running away, a life in defence. But live a life on the attack. A life of forward thinking and not retreating. And the final two kind of um, statements, not questions these are, that I just want to look at are some are born with these qualities and some spend their lives working to attain them. When we're born into the kingdom of God, we have full access to the Holy Spirit. We do not have to spend our lives working to attain it or to be rewarded by it. Remember the present Remember the present I was talking about earlier on. The fact that God gave Jesus the present of his Holy Spirit. That it came and descended on him. That the presence of the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus. And Jesus used the Holy Spirit to its fullness. He didn't go back and forth, take a little bit and dip in and out. That's not what God wants for us. And it isn't that when you've reached your... Your 10 year anniversary, you'll get, Or being a Christian, you'll get the next level of Holy Spirit. No, when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you are baptised in the Holy Spirit, you experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You experience the amazing, wonderfulness of the Holy Spirit. You get the full package on day one. And that is something that we need to remind ourselves of. You know, he wants us to have free access. When we are born again, we are born into a royal family. All our needs are taken care of by the King of Kings. The King of Kings. The greatest king. He's got your back. Everything, everything that you are ever, ever going to need. He sorted it. It's sorted. We don't need to earn God's favour or God's honour. He chose us before the beginning of time. He loves us with an unconditional love that no matter what we do or don't do, his love will always remain the same. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to be those who leave a mark on this world To be those who stand up for justice, purity, righteousness and goodness. To be those who are not afraid to speak the truth in love. To be those who proclaim the love of God and demonstrate his love in power. He has called us to recognise the power of the Holy Spirit and to use him. To have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit and rely on him. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to be those who the enemy fear because we are being all that God has called us to be. We are living life through the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, the enemy has every reason to be afraid because we are living out our God-given plan and purpose. I just wanted to spend um, a bit of time responding because I was kind of... I was like, well, we can't really talk about the Holy Spirit and then just go. So the first thing I kind of want to say is if you have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, God wants to give you that gift today. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit will come and he will enable you to be all that God has called you to be. So if that is you and you would like to respond to the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and you 've never responded to that before, okay um, when, when I kind of give people opportunity to stand and do various things, if you could come and just stand um, towards your right just in front of the prayer banner, that would be wonderful, okay, and someone will come and pray for you. but when I was kind of just praying uh, about about this, God really spoke he really spoke to me, and he said. He wants us to start fires. He wants us to create such a Holy Spirit chaos that just like in Acts 2, people will lock in on us and say, I want what they've got. And I believe this morning that God wants to do something in us as a community that will spill out onto the streets and into our lives and the daily lives of where we find ourselves this afternoon, tomorrow, so on and so forth. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is come, coming to, for some of us, rekindle the fire. That there is a blowing that needs to occur. There is like a big set of bellows coming to blow, to fan the flame within our hearts again. Of reminding us of the, the wholeness, the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And there's a song that I'm going to play. Um, and I'm just going to read through and the lyrics are going to come up on the screen um, for the chorus and the bridge and it says Holy Spirit come come in power my life is yours my life is yours Holy Spirit come start a fire my life is yours my life is yours here I am, send me here I am, send me here I am, send me, God. Send me to the nations. Send me to my neighbors. Send me with your love. Because that is why we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit within us to complete, to complete, you know, our commission of going out and proclaiming the gospel to the nations. To our neighbours. That is the truth of why we have been empowered with the Holy Spirit. To see God's kingdom come in withenshaw. In sail. In, in all, whatever it is that you've come from. Run corn. <laughs> okay. Crickus. That is why we've been given the Holy Spirit. So just when the song plays, and I don't want us just to take this for granted and just our, our knee-jerk reaction be like, yes, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. I really believe that this is a serious, a serious decision. Because if you're saying to the Holy Spirit, can start stop fire, he will. But if you're not prepared to do something with that fire, then it's going, probably going to make you a little bit uncomfortable. So if you really need business with the Holy Spirit this morning, just as the song sings or is played, I just encourage you just to stand, just as a declaration to Jesus, to God, to the Holy Spirit and saying, come, here I am, send me. And if even in that time you really feel, I know I've said to anybody who wants to be baptised in the Holy Spirit to come forward. If you would really like to be prayed for, um, just for a, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, if you could come uh, and just stand on your your left side through that contact.